The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. I'm very excited about this. This is the Comedy Store Podcast, and I'm excited to have one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my old sexy favorites. Let's call it. All right, easy. Let's just go easy. Here's the thing The Uh, Comedy Store lover, Jimmy Schubert. Okay, you know what? You guys are assholes. I'm trying to. Stop it. Can I tell them about my list? No. Why? Don't, don't, because you're an asshole. I am. I'm trying to look. I stopped in here. I got a fucking main room spot to do. All right, let's talk about comedy. You want to talk about the old days? No, but I'm saying you were such my favorite comic that I was like, I put him on a list that don't bother him because if you mess with him and he stops coming here, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, okay. That was my list. No, that's true. I, I did. There was but a, there was really no other benefits to being on the no. list. <laughs> uh, well, it was, it was fun. All right, people, I'm going to sign out because I'm going to focus on doing a podcast, all right? Oh, How sorry, much of guys. my life do you need? And cut! <laughs> Idiot. Okay, good. There we go. And we're cutting, we're cutting out. We're Back to the real world. Back to the real podcast world. Yeah, so... Um, it is so funny because I come in here, and every time I come in here, I walk in his back door, and there, as you walk past the... What is the Oh, it's you know, Jimmy, oh, it's gorgeous playing. isn't everything. God <laughs> sorry, damn it! Sorry. Sometimes you gotta I, think. Well, it's weird because <laughs> he's talking, but I, I thought it was his inner I, voice. I heard him also. Did talking. you hear my inner voice? Oh, I had an inner, I had an inner dialogue going that you were picking up on. That was great. I'm picking up FM stations on my back tooth. Wow. I just had some dental work done. The guy put it in. Really yeah. thinking well, of Jimmy? What are the odds that you were on the radio station you were picking up? Now that's. That's the way it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. What, what, are the, what are the odds of that? <laughs> That's some pretty good stuff right, right there. All right, get close to the microphone, even though you're loud. Okay, you. you know I'm loud. But anyway, go ahead. Let's. Uh, so so as I, I, every time I come into this comedy store, I always come in the back door, and you pass by that. There was a little payphone back there, but they had that little stool. By the room, be, be bathroom. Two, be, yeah, yeah, between the two bathrooms, and that's where I spent a formidable part of my uh, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old What year life. did you come here? I was in uh, 84. What? Oh, okay. no, you know oh we're I'm, doing that. All right. No, no, no. Uh, 85. No, ca- 85. Yeah. I was a fucking kid. Man. Yeah, you were a kid. I, I saw was a the kid. video. I was this many. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I came for out you here. listeners. Yeah, right. for, I was. Uh, I held up two <laughs> fist pumps of fingers. Okay. He still thinks he's on Facebook Live. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Hey, all right. Don't be an asshole. I no, am. I, 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 I am. Yeah. You that's know the problem that. is that there's two assholes hosting this yes. show. No, that's all we know. Just when one asshole finishes. <laughs> another asshole you can't you can have any weak points here it's no. like it's like uh, dueling what's, assholes I was, uh, what's that the what's, alternative what's man. that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger game uh, calling an ass strike because you got you know oh two, it's the the, mo- the phone game yeah, thing. yeah. I, 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 don't play, I don't play I, I don't little, play these games no either, me either so. I, there's a little game I like to play called reality <laughs> and so I don't get lost and fucking make believe I don't get I don't pretend I'm gay and get lost in a world of make believe oh I yeah. pretended I was gay yeah uh, for, yeah for spots just until it was uh, your turn just until it was your <laughs> exactly. turn it's more acceptable right. though no. I think from society standpoint for you to pretend yeah, yeah. that's true no, definitely that's true. and if you're gonna pretend you're gay you know go for the dick None of this silly wizard crap. 
that the gay kids are doing these days. All, they're all wizards. They are wizards. They're this should yeah. really be a, a new slur for yeah, gay people. Yeah, this should really be a whole saying for Generation Snowflake. They're going to have a cuddle party. That's the they, best I've they, heard no, so far. No, no, yeah. Generation Snowflake. I forget say, who said that, but it made me laugh. You know, okay, I don't want to be the reason you have to get a cup of hot chocolate and a box of crayons <laughs> and have a little cuddle party with the rest of the Generation Fruitcake and you'll hold hands and sing Kumbaya. A bunch of fucking douchebags. They need a safe zone, Jimmy. Yeah, yes. well, I lived in a fucking dumpster for a couple of years while I was wow. trying to make it in show business out here. Not a lot of people know that. Which which dumpster? The one back no, here in the no, lot? That's no, where Boone the, does his shopping. The, the, the one on the roof. <laughs> the one on the, the roof. roof. Was, you know, me and Yorsi. Oh, we nice. A, you live behind a, the facade. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we had to claw, climb in the window and take a shower down in the main room dresser. <laughs> back in the day when you could sleep in your car. Hey, man. Drove out here to 69 Puke Green Buick LeSabre. Did you really? Right? Oh, yeah. That's I love sweet. that. I had my buddy do some work to it, put four new tires on it. He goes, all the hoses are good. Everything's good. I top you off with your fluids. You got four brand new tires. Thing ran like a top. Nice. <laughs> I ran like a top. I came out here with all my, me and my bike and everything I had in a footlocker in the trunk of my car. Where are you coming from? I, I drove across uh, from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I got pulled over in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they, uncomfortable. They, yeah, right? uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. It's a terrible city. I went to my, my footlocker and found my stash of vitamins that oh. I had. I go, what are these? I go, that's vitamin E, that's vitamin C. That's before <laughs> I came out here and had all my, hold my. Different like, kind of vitamins. I got corrupted. Before I took my vitamin B another way. <laughs> we all did, I yeah. think. Well, I think we've all gone through some crates. But we were talking about the comedy store. When you first came here, did you become a door guy right away or showcase right away? Well, no, How did I, it work? I, I, you know, it's so funny because I got here. I was here for about two weeks. I literally started my job, moved into this room I was renting, and showcased for Mitzi on a Monday night. And I didn't get passed because I was, I probably wasn't ready because I did comedy for about two years in Philadelphia before I came out right. of here. And then I remember the night, it was about a year after Andy Kaufman died. And there was a character that he used to do called Tony Clifton. And Tony Clifton was appearing live in the main room. And it was a big deal. The whole press thought that uh, Andy's, Andy's going yeah. to pull the ultimate joke. And so this pink Corvette shows up with Angeline. You know that? Oh, uh, yeah. She was a billboard celebrity yeah, yeah. that drove in this thing. And I was, uh, and Todd Lemish, who was a guy from Philadelphia, <laughs> used to work here. But uh, was that the, the Todd? The Todd. Yeah, yeah the nice. Todd. But he lost a few tiles on the reentry. We know. Yeah. 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 We've, we've, we've discussed. So, my, yeah. my creepiest <laughs> moment here involves him uh, okay. in recent so, years. So, so, yeah. so, so fair enough. And so he gets me a job. He goes, hey, you want to work this door? Because it seems like it's going to be packed and we don't have any people. And I said, yeah. So they slapped me on like a little blue shirt. I got to work the door. I got paid as a doorman for the first time. I was very excited. And Tony Clifton. And I thought, well, I'll be, uh, here? You know, that was I'll be here? a witness. Yeah, it was here. Yeah. As I'm in the main room. I go, I well, you said a, blue shirt. That well, threw me well, off. Well, no, they had a blue shirt for the Tony Clifton. So you had to wear the blue oh, shirt. Oh, I the, see. It was a I special see. event. And so I came here and I worked here. And literally the guy was on stage for like 15, 20 minutes, threw a glass, splashed some in someone's face, flicked a lit cigarette at somebody, and then literally stormed off stage. And I said, that's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and literally, the show was over, and the press was like, what? What? And it's, what? it's Zamuda? It but yeah, it was Bob Zamuda. Yeah. And, and that was too late. Before you knew it, I was actually, I became a regular doorman here. 
and uh, I used to work the main room with Noodles Levenstein. Oh yeah, and me and Noodles, who I, who was uh, friends with Andrew Dice Clay, mm-hmm. we all were at the time. Ugly lucky day. We <laughs> Wait, all came up with that. Did you guys like come up with that? No, together yeah, yeah, no, in the we back came, Yeah, we steps. all came up with it. But I mean, you know, we used to do fake fights here on a Friday, yeah. Saturday night that would go on and for twenty minutes. And in Westwood minutes. too, didn't yeah, you guys? Yeah, do I wasn't in Westwood so oh, much as I was out here. I was oh, before okay. my time, but I came out here. But you know, Sam was hanging out then. Jim Carrey. I mean, it was like a who's who. Arsenio Hall. That's the height of the boom. I, I, yeah, it was the height. Of, I got to sit on this little stool by this payphone between these bathrooms back here and watch some of the greatest comedians in in the world. I got to watch, yeah. you know, Louis Anderson and and and, and um, Gary Shandling, yeah, and, and Jeff Cesario and Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Kinison and Carl LeBeau and Robin Williams and. Richard Pryor and Carlin would come in and work on some stuff here in the main room from time to time and you would get just this literally every legend yeah yeah, right so for me uh, coming here this was like this was like my um this was like my college. Yeah. I got to watch. And, and in fact, in lieu of going to college, which I was going to do in Philadelphia, I just said, I can't learn what I need to learn right. in college. So I came out here and I started working at the door. And I just sat here for about a year and a half and just watched. And you could learn as much from watching a bad comedian as you could from watching a great comedian. Yeah, and there were agreed. a lot of great comedians. Absolutely. And it was the boom. And I mean, I remember I used to sit in the back and watch, you know, Yakov Smirnoff. I would write some jokes for him. And I would go, hey, what do you think about this? And Yakov was great. I mean, a lot of these guys started out as doormen. So they really had. Yeah. Like, I remember Kinison used to buy pizzas for everybody. We'd buy like 13, 14 pizzas. And you're going, oh, my God, I didn't eat anything today. Right. Because you were just struggling. And you got to bring in 13 pizzas. You go, holy smokes. I mean, you know, it was. It was just, it was a different, I mean, at that point, I mean, I don't even think you could make a living doing stand-up comedy like you could, like, and in, in, in that explosion, I mean, there was probably like 200 comedy clubs in America, which became like 500 comedy clubs, right. which then you could actually literally go out and make a living doing it, because before then, you couldn't. You could open for a famous act. You could actually open for like, you know, Cher or right. yeah. the Everly Brothers, and a lot of these guys were doing like Johnny Dark and some of these guys that, you know, because he was from Philly, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, Dom. And, and, yeah. and open for share. Yeah, for and a, a lot, long time. And for a long time. And a lot of these guys, and now, I mean, you could go do, you could actually legitimately make a living doing it now. You know, now, doing yeah. casinos and theaters and clubs across the country now. And it's weird. I Sometimes I just, I, it catches up on me because you don't like to look, you don't like to, like sometimes when you're going through it, you don't like to stop and take a breath and then look back and go, wow, look at all this stuff. But sometimes, you know, I'll find myself when I was in Ireland, I was in Ireland, I was doing a, a country a, a, dropper. Country dropper. <laughs> well, yeah. What you, but I was doing a show at the uh, Olympia Theater on Dane Street, and I was working with Dom Irera. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, and Emo Phillips and Mike Rabiglia. And Dom said, boy, he goes, I'm so glad that you brought your family here because when I heard I was doing it, because he goes, because I'm not, he goes, I'll never be able to do Sicily and have my mom and dad right. come out to see me. So yep. it's nice that you're back here. And it was cool. I mean, it was like a really cool moment that, that my whole family came over, my aunts, oh, my uncles, dying to my do brothers. That. Yep. And it's Ireland, man. And, and like for me, my whole man. Man's there watching me. My mom's there. Yeah. Like I'm performing in Ireland, and I go, you know, there's just been a lot of really cool moments, and sometimes you got to stop and just take think that about in them. for yeah. a minute because yeah, you, get sweet. To, you get to make a living. I mean, I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Israel. I've been to China, Beijing. I did a one-nighter in Beijing. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Who goes to the book world? Was it like 10 minutes for $5? Like no, how, no, it was, was like, like 30, 30 minutes. Wow. I mean, he was forced to take home 30 children. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, I had Sorry, I had man. little fucking Chinese kids writing my jokes in a sweatshop. <laughs> so you mean I, tweeting well, them? Yeah, they yeah. were tweeting them. Yeah, they had the they were in between sewing Guys, the Nike sneakers. Guys, can you help me with my Twitter? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, uh, kids. Ni ching lo fai la ma ni ha ma she shan ni. So I, you know, it's so funny because when I went over there, I was over to China. I got the application that said you could speak, you know, Chinese. Like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Oh, you mean on your like iPhone or yeah, something? you hit the button and it goes ni ching lo fai la ma, and I go, oh, this is great. So I could talk Chinese, but then they would start talking back to me, and then when you fucking lost, go ni ching lo fai la ma, ni ching lo fai. You keep repeating yourself, and I go, yeah, you know, it's just what does that mean? Like, it only can works I finger you or something? Like, no, I hope no, it's no, something. No, I, it's an listen, important. Listen, you <laughs> sick. You want to know how to say that? No, I, I mean, so I would get that. I would get the yeah. wrong. Oh, that's thing. how it came off to Ellen. Because you're a filthy savage. It means. It means have you eaten yet? Which is like how the fucking locals say hello G to each other. G yeah, but this, see, we do it in Philly. We go G Jew, no G Jew, Jew. That's why okay. they think we're anti-Semitic. We're not. We just that's how we talk. That's how we fucking talk. We're not really. Yeah, we're not no, really Jew. speaking the King's English over there in a two one five ourselves, you know. But uh, that's the way it goes. I think we killed that king. And his language, yeah, pretty bad. And, and it, especially if you're going to Ireland, I mean, that king is ashamed, whichever oh. king it was. <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, I've got a lot of cool. I got you got cool some travel. great stuff though. Yeah, but, some, some travel experience. But plus, getting the tour with you know the late Sam Kinison and, and really kind of finding. Yeah, my you voice. were part of the Outlaws. Yeah, for a long time. Now, how long did you tour with them? Five years. I mean, and I knew Sam for eight, but I toured for five. They picked you up here. You were yeah. You were like the kid. Yeah, Is that I was. Right? The, I was the like the mascot. I was the hey Schubert, make sure the luggage gets to the rooms. <laughs> oh, and then fuck. like you know, and then I would get to like you know go do some stand up comedy at night. But I didn't care. I was earning. Yeah, it. that'd be sweet. You know, I mean, you know, I was you know a tour bus and you got to take care of the luggage. And then I would wind up going to the radio station with Sam because everybody else would crap out. Right. And I'm watching him do it. I learned how to basically do it myself. You know. That's Did you ever get to disrespect Sparky at all? <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's we funny. All did. You know, it's funny because I, I I toured with Sam for for a couple of years, and uh, I remember I was in his Malibu home, and he goes, "Let me ask you a question, Schubert." He goes, "How come you're the only guy I can back off tour? You're the only guy I don't have to pay your rent. I don't have to lend you money. I don't have to do that." I go, "Well, because you know, after we get back from tour, while I was out on tour, I was calling all these comedy clubs, and I was having the managers and the bookers of the comedy club come out. I would leave them tickets to the Sam Kinison show. Who wouldn't go with fucking right. backstage passes? Then I would go out into the audience. I would grab." Him, I would bring him backstage. I would introduce him to Sam and say, Sam, these are so-and-so. These guys run the club. And sometimes Sam would run over to the club and do a guest set, which would be fucking huge. But then right. I would literally come off tour and circle back around all those markets. And that's how I got on the road. That's how I literally yeah. got on the road and was able to make a living doing it. was like piggybacking off. That's smart. We'd yeah. go through 30, 40 <laughs> that's markets. Genius, and then, yeah. yeah. And I would come back around. and as They soon as owe came, you at that point. Well, so. and then I would come back around and they would also give me an opportunity. And I would go, well, that's because I booked myself. He goes, could you do that for some of the other guys? And so we did. I would book some of the other guys on tour. You bring them Sparky. And uh, <laughs> so the first week I was opening and I'm singing and then Sparky was going to shoot down to, to, to MC and I was going to shoot up to feature and they were going to bring a different headliner in. And basically what he decided to do was basically go in and because the guy said, no, I want to keep you in the middle. I want to leave Sparky up front. I don't want to change you two because I don't think he's funny enough to follow you. Right. And so then he goes home that second week and just draws a bunch of graffiti on the guy's walls of the condo. <gasps> and it looked like fucking shit. And basically he just literally kind of just fucked 
fucked himself out of the group because once everybody found out, he goes, is this what the fuck? I go, look what the fuck the guy did. I give him a fucking two weeks at a comedy club with fucking pay, and he completely fucking trashes the guy's condo, and, and that was it. So you see, he's big as Sparky. That's how uh, a guy like Sparky repaid me working my balls off to get him a couple weeks yeah. of so he could make I, some money that was with uh, Kinnis in the group. But that's, that, that makes me happy that I disrespected him so much, and uh, he <laughs> ran out of here screaming when I was a doorman. Yeah, well, good, because, well, the thing is... It's he like, just was he was always really shitty to all well, the door yeah, guys. Well, yeah, you know why? Because his dad invented the anal thermometer. Uh, so he's like a trust fund kid. No, oh, I like, thought you were going to say he's an asshole. No, well, he is an asshole. Uh, it's funny, but his dad invented the anal really? thermometer. Interesting. Yeah, yeah the, the difference between the anal thermometer and the, the URL one was the taste. Yeah. But oh, uh, okay. listen, <laughs> hey, 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 come on, work for you, this guy. So anyway. See why I love him? So why I came out here. So I came out here. But you know, I hooked up with your boy Dice. Yeah. And me and Dice used to hang out here and go up Crest Hill. And I, I mean, look, I mean, you know, the funniest, one of the funniest fucking stories, and this is my a true favorite story, story, was that, we, you know, like I would do this monologue, like I was hanging out here being a goofball, I was working the door, I was working a day job, I fucking, I just try to get in like everybody, you come out here, you try to figure it out, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, and so I'm with, uh, hanging with Dice when I first got out here, I was hanging with, because I work with him in Philly, you know, oh, die, balls across the nose, I mean, you know, he was like, he was like Fonzie with Tourette's syndrome, I liked hanging out with him. So <laughs> anyway, he, uh, so we're hanging out. We do this gig in Philly, and I come out here, and I'm just hanging out, and he shows up. I was like, hey, Dice, man, remember me? I work with you. And so we hung out. You know, and get, I get, and one, one of the worst things about hanging out with Dice is you would get a nickname real quick. Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. jumpstart Jimmy, Noodles <laughs> Levenstein, fucking Hot Tub Johnny Popcorn, Wheels fucking Pre. Everybody had a yeah. fucking nickname, which was obnoxious. But uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I used to introduce him when he would go up and do Kamikaze Comedy. Oh, at, yeah. I, at the, I would go at up, the ladies theaters. and gentlemen, not since the Beatles. And you introduce him, and he does like five or ten minutes before a movie starts at Grom's Chinese Theater. We also I would introduce him at the Larry Parker's. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the restaurant. It's like and, a diner. And Ben Franks, and we we got kicked out. Which is he now, got arrested in Ben Franks? Yeah, didn't got, he or no, we got kicked out. Kicked out. Okay, said, the cops leave. kicked him cops out. Cops yeah. kicked us out, but I introduced him, so I had to go too. <laughs> so, you know, I got to he got an agent that night. Like yeah, I'm busting my ass. Uh, you know what you're the funny thing? Be doing... So I'm hanging out with him, and I'm fucking around, and I was doing this monologue. From uh, you, you know, me and Jenny was in a bar in Saigon. Don't you, you know, dare make fun of that. Talking about, talking That's about a beautiful cruise, monologue. Cruising with you, the 55 Chevy, the wheels fall off, and it <laughs> fell back to the Vegas. And the guy comes in with a box, and it's wired. So I had this monologue. what it was from. So it was from First Blood, which yeah. I fucking, I, I memorized that monologue. So I'm out here fucking around one night, and I go, and I do that monologue, and it's Dice and Gallagher, the watermelon smashing fucking fruitcake. Smart. So, yeah. So he's there, and I do the monologue, and Dice is fucking dying. He goes, the people inside got to see this. So he drags me inside. I do it inside. I come back out. He has me do it again behind the comedy store. I walk out. Now there's a cop car out with a fucking spotlight on, and I do it out front of the comedy store. This time, I'm got it down. There's people looking over the balconies on high. and go, what's going on down I was doing it like an idiot. And so Dice goes, what are you doing now? I don't know. He goes, so we went back to hang out at his place. He goes, call and work tomorrow. I'm getting you an agent. Yeah. So we go to his old fucking agent and he walks in. I think it was William Morris. No, whatever it was. <laughs> so he's sitting there and he has a cigarette and he's doing the thing. He goes, you know, when I walk in, he goes, Jimmy, 
Come on. We walked in first and talked to the guy for like five, ten minutes. And he goes, and he goes, Jimmy, when you feel it. And he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> when you and feel I, it. And I close the fucking door and I just go into this fucking mile. And I'm giving it. Listen, I would, but I can't find your fucking legs. In the fucking and I'm doing this thing over. And oh, and this fucking guy, his jaw is on the fucking desk like. And he goes, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not a casting director. And Dice snaps on him. This is what I do? I bring you this guy? You say I'm not a casting director? He goes, all right, that's it. We're out of here. And literally, I'm la- I got to bite my lip from laughing directly in the guy's face because I know it's a goof. I know it's a joke. But now we run out. We jump in his. He had this lime fucking green '69 <laughs> so caddy with the fucking convertible with Frank Sinatra blasted on the fire. Hey, the summer wind came. I, I do. I'm fucking laughing so hard. We're on the fucking ground laughing because I knew it was a goof. What I didn't realize at the time was Andrew was acting out one of the scenes from a movie he'd been working on called Comic in the Con. And that's oh, yeah. one of the scenes from that. But I, I didn't realize, you know, but that's the kind of, the difference. Like, it was it was just was so like- much fucking fun, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, it didn't, it just, I mean, the best shows were the ones off the stage. Yeah. Always. I mean, but, yeah, but, you know, but now you, you, you get to come in here and you get to, like, I mean, you know, I was here at the original room, and now the comedy is having the comedy store is having a resurgence. Right, and I, I'll tell you this: the two most important comedy clubs in America right now are the Comedy Cellar in New York and the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. Because this club, more than any other club in Los Angeles, is—I mean, I just haven't seen it like this. I mean, every room is packed. Yeah, yeah. The lineups are ridiculous. The people are amazing. Yeah, and, but it was like that when you came here, kind of, or do you think it was different? Well, no, it, well, no, because on a Monday night, I mean, you, you know, Sam would go on last on a Monday night. You would see, and Sam had. This like cult following of like yeah. porn stars, actresses, Penny Marshall, uh, John, uh, the John Landis, the director, oh, come yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bunch of people come in and watch Sam even before he was famous. So he had this like kind of cult celebrity following. That, that, but I mean, I, I mean, even like watching like Dice. I mean, like Dice was like, you know, I mean. You could sit in the back of the room when he got on a fucking roll and literally watched people's heads. I mean, they would go Go back back and forth. forth. Wow. And Harry Basil was another one. Oh, Harry Basil. Would would do that act. I mean, mean, you could see audiences just rocking, I mean, in unison. And, like, I mean, that's when you, I mean, when you were watching it, I was paying close attention because, like, I mean, you know, and they, and these guys were, like, pros. They had a rhythm to it. Like, yeah. they would get you going, and they knew something. They'd slow down. Took like, you on a ride. Breath. Yeah, catch you, let you catch your breath, and take you up again, and back down again, let you right. catch your breath. And, and they were all like that. I mean, Damon Wayne's who I, oh, yeah. I, Damon Wayne's I thought, was probably the closest new comic that had richer prior sensibilities his honesty was amazing i loved it i loved uh, i love paul mooney i love watching oh, him mooney, yeah. he was a master monologist i mean you i mean you could watch I and mean, there, there was guys who were like it's funny because there were guys who were funny off stage and there were guys who were weren't funny off stage but they were great on stage, Crush there, was on some, stage yeah. there was some great writers those are there weird were great to performers me. me too yeah but then there were some guys who were like great performers and writers like they they could do it all like Carl LeBeau oh, was Carl's like like brilliant. just uh, you know I mean and these guys were like you know kind of my instructors I mean I, Carl LeBeau more than anybody took me under the wing when we were out there touring with Sam 
and more than anybody, really kind of, you know, but I also, Alan Stevens, who you guys had yeah. on Al, Alan, well, but Mitchell Walters kind of took oh, me yeah. under his wing, and Carl took me under his wing, and really kind of, I mean, I had what it took. It's I just like, needed a little, you need yeah. a little, like a little finite, like why you understood every single word you say on stage is important, and why it's like, it's like a well-written screenplay. There's, you know, there's word economy and word efficiency and right. the shortest amount of words between laughs. And, and and all that stuff, but I, it's funny because I have an older style of comedy. I don't know if it's an older style. I mean, I no, but it's I, just I feel funny. like you 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 don't you don't sound dated. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm I agree. A lot of people sound dated. And you're like, like a lot of the comics who w- were here in the late '80s. When they go on stage, it sounds like they're doing comedy in the late 80s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, and it's weird. It's yeah. weird to watch. Like, they I agree. And they haven't updated their references. Yeah. References all, all you got to do is go through your act every three to four months, five months, and update your references because I don't think it changed. But you could update the references like, you know, I mean, you know, like if you said, you know, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Wow, you lost the '80s right there. I rewrote those references so long ago. Yeah, I, I, I got about six brain cells left, and they're in a bunk. You. Was that <laughs> you know, it's, it was, was you, you know, as I said about Janet Reno, she couldn't get fucked if she cooked naked in a logging camp. You know, <laughs> as with the, 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 she was so horrible. She yeah. lifts up her blouse and be little bruises from where guys were hit with ten foot poles. Now you could you could still do that joke, but you could update it right. with a current reference. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you said Jana Reno, half the the millennials slash snowflake well, generation. She just, yeah, well, she, she just passed. Pass, well, you so know, that that's the. Other, I mean, does anybody else find like you know? Because I one of the best pieces of advice I got was always work to the top of my intelligence, and your audience will find you. But I find like Generation fucking snowflake, they're just. I mean, they just have no point of reference. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I, I well, think they're, they're snowflakes, Jim. Yeah, I think they are well, going from the, the top of their intellect. It's Look, just not listen, that much if intellect. You guys, you guys better retweet me on this. You guys better give me a couple follows on Twitter and Facebook. You're going to get followers. I, you no, might get I, stalkers. I, 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 I didn't but... just show up. I don't. Yeah, tell me, what's <laughs> hey, the difference? I missed hey, the show I, for this. Yeah, by, while we're on, uh, while we're on the topic, what's the difference between a secret admirer and a stalker? I'm just curious because <laughs> you know, in the eighth dedication, grade, dedication, because when I brought a. A little, I brought a Valentine's Day card over to Betty Ann Shaw and dropped it in her mailbox. I was the secret admirer. Now yeah. I'd be locked up because I would be now. A Betty Ann is pressing charges. Yeah, especially because Betty Ann Shaw. That's a great name. Yeah, Betty Ann Shaw. <laughs> says, yeah, I know. It's- well, you told me something that was crazy. Like when you guys would do with uh, Kennison, sometimes Sam would switch up the lineup and you'd have to follow Carl. Dude, and yeah. you were newish. Well, to, yeah, ish, well, well, I wasn't. Whatever. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, cut from the same cloth that Carl LeBeau was at the time. I was still right. learning. Right. I mean, I thought like, he had like definitely. you ever do. Like it's funny because we well, well I, you know, I never judge somebody based on their skill level. If you have the basic ingredients, you will get better. I've never judged. Well, like, I don't talk. I don't not to talk to people because they're not great comedians or they're no name people. I was always. I had a lot of people help me or go out of the way to help me, and always feel an obligation to pay that forward yeah. although I'm not going to do it anymore I've decided fuck it <laughs> good the for you podcast doing I'm not fucking helping anybody Jimmy. anymore you can lick my you can go well, eat a fucking bag of dick in Gimbel's window alright 
Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about that. We were just talking Ricky, about it. Coffee. you will die. Like, this is the dumbest thing, but this is something we would say, and I don't know if you guys said it that way too, but in South Philly, this was our favorite thing. Somebody pissed you off, you go, go scratch your ass in Gimbel's window. Go scratch your ass in Gimbel's window. What, what the fuck means? is Gimbel's? Gimbel's, Gimbel's used to be a department store. store. Oh, okay. Used to be a department store back Before in Macy's. Back. Yeah. Wow, okay. You know, back when my old man was a Philly cop, <laughs> and you it, walk, I, he would get yeah. calls to Gimbel's because of carry a couple of the- uh, Scratching homo- the ass. A couple of window. homosexuals. You know what they would do? They would grab a shopping bag and they would walk into the stall and act like they were fucking launching a sewer pickle. They'd throw down the shopping bag and, and another dude would step in that and uh, get on. And the guy sitting on the hopper would get on the business end of the flesh musket. Guys, so these are hot updated references. Well, and then what happened is, like you couldn't see, there was a guy in there. A lot of these uh, homosexuals affiliate at the time were getting a cack sucked in fucking Gimbel's fucking Get pantry. your crack sucked. Yeah, stop that. I didn't know that, but Jimmy's from a crazy big Irish family like me. All yeah. boys, though. Six yeah. boys? Six Five. boys, yeah, six, six boys. Oh. I have six brothers and I three I felt sisters. bad for my dad. My dad was a Philadelphia police detective, and he was uh, raising six criminals. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, we were, he was living with the enemy. I didn't learn the, metri- I didn't learn the metric system in high school. No. So you mean if I throw two and a half grams or three and a half, that gives me higher at five and a half, I could take the original eighth, sell that, and still make my end and have two for my head? Only in America, yes. where dreams come Look true. Look at our kids. They're so smart, aren't they're they? They're so smart. <laughs> they really are He's adapting to the metric funny. system. If we ever have to move to Canada because Trump killers. becomes president, because they'll know the metric system. Seriously. Finally. Finally, a, re- a reason to know it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm positive that drugs are the only reason to know the metric system. Yeah. That's I think the, only... the rest of the country's got it backwards. We're yeah. smart. Or Maybe the rest of the world is just prepared for drugs from the beginning. And America yeah. just foolishly oh, you know thought how these fucking filthy heathens are. I don't give a fuck about nothing. These, these people from Germany and France, they got this fucking soulless. Yeah. You know. They are soulless. Uh, you know. what's, what's weird for me to hear is like you talking about all these guys helping you out. Because it's like, it, I just don't feel like that's something that exists today. Where really? it's like comics giving advice no, like legitimate no, no, advice no, 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 to no, try no, no, and... look that's not true I mean you see I, I see Joe Rogan I mean he, he, he's yeah, had he Joey tries. Diaz on he's had Duncan Trestle on he's had you know Tony Hindcliffe I mean Joe Rogan Hindcliffe how the fuck ever you say his name he Tony Clicklack Tony Clicklack with the Clicklack but I mean even uh you know, there's that, and I know Bill Bird like tweets out like Jay, Jason. I, I feel like they do. I, I think a lot of these guys like, you know, I mean, is it to the degree that like some people like? But no, but it doesn't have to be. They pick the, their favorites and they do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. you well, know, Rogan definitely does. I guess. Well, Rogan yeah, because I, I mean, you know, at some point, if you're not sharing. The how you did it or how you got better and that doesn't mean you'll have all the answers I mean you know what works for you but you should certainly be sharing that stuff because if you don't how else do you expect the art form to, to, to live on and how do you expect you know your contributions to it to be I mean it's it's like it's like saying Tiger Woods is bigger than golf no he's not uh, right. but you know Along the way. It inspired a whole generation of golfers. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now I, there's muscular-looking golfers instead of uh, the crotchy old drunk guy look, which is what dominated golf for. Yeah. No, these ki- and they're and they're hitting the ball 350, 400. I mean, these yeah. guys are a beast. These kids are just fucking. I mean, you, you're gonna be walking like you fucking shit yourself when you're forty because you threw your back out all this. <laughs> I thought you were calling me. Well, uh, huh? I do walk like shit myself. <laughs> all right. Nice. Uh, no, but I I do think that there's a lot of people that try to help. I think we there's just so many of us. 
Yeah, that, that's now there is. And you know what? Now. now there is. And the other thing is, it's almost like you feel like I don't even fucking because because you feel like if I'm giving you advice that worked for me, it may not work for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I went up. True, and, you take I, it I mean, and you're like, like literally, I went up and crashed the Montreal Comedy Festival, and I literally got a pilot because I crashed the Montreal Comedy Festival. When was this? This was like 1996, and then 97, I went back up there, and I got a development deal. And 98, I got another development deal, and then they eventually. And I were was you not, invited those next no, times? No, I was not invited. I didn't How get did invited until 2001. It? Well, because I went up there, and there was a club called the Comedy Nest. The Jimbo used to run up there, and he said, you come up, I'll get your corporate rate at the hotel, I'll get you my rate. You come up the week before, during the nasty part of the festival, it was called the Nasty Shows up there. Right, which was before it's the, the only one they festival. let me showcase for. So then, I would do uh, a week at Jimbo's Club, and then when the festival started, I would stop hosting, and he would just put me up whenever I wanted to go up. I go, there's a lot of people here from the industry, let me go up now. He goes, go now. And so for three years, I was allowed to do it, but then, but that's what really got me back in, because after Sam died in 92, yeah, uh, you know, I lived in Florida for four years, and I just, I literally was working my ass off down there, but I wanted to get back in. And by crashing Montreal, I literally got an invite. I said, I'm not going back to Los Angeles till I have an agent, a manager, and right. a development deal. And certainly all those things lined up in spades. And then I went back and literally I... Uh, I forgot you lived in Florida. Yeah, yeah. And then I got I got, I got the part in the movie Go. Yeah, that was great. I got a couple guest, guest stars on ER. I did like, you know, and, I, and I've just been... And I realized that, that, that it's just not enough to be a great stand-up comedian. I mean, you have to be able to act if you're here anyway then you're going to be going on auditions and it's I mean there's like nine ways to make a paycheck in this town and you should be investigating all of them whether it's voiceover or whether it's commercials or acting because I've investigated them they they told me no all of them that's because you look like you get hit in the head with a bag of nickels now listen here's the thing I'm kidding Jimmy that's just how I can come and that's what I I'm sorry that's what it takes I'm so dirty I apologize this is a rated G oh this is a G rated try to do a little family entertainment try to do a little family entertainment we just did an R rate at one and I whatever there was a lot of uh Pornography discussion. Yeah, because wow. did you ever fuck inside the comedy store, bro? You're asking these are the wrong new, kind of questions. Listen. <laughs> these are the new questions on our question well, list. Well, listen, no. you can. Uh, That's listen, what we were I, talking about last no. time. Well, because you had a guy who was actually started doing stand up, and then the guy went into pornography. Yeah. yeah, he was a phone guy. Yeah, well, he was a phone guy. How do you go from being a phone guy at the comedy store? You to have pornography? to listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, what's, yeah you have to just go back. It starts with being a black guy. It you know what kills like. me. You know about you know what kills me about porno stars that some of them. Are like married, yeah. And your yes! job is to like fuck yeah. other people. Like you could see it. Like I'm sure it's gonna be like anybody else. You, know, was like, you have a tough day, and you just come up the driveway. You go, hey, what's the matter, honey? Another tough day at the orifice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I got the orifice. I got filled at the orifice forty times today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, literally a dozen dicks came on me. It was a it was a rough yeah. one at the but old. You know what I need? Cubicle. I need to just go home and cuddle with yeah. my husband. Yeah, he won't just, smell the semen. No, he's yeah. just like, I mean, what, no, is, what do you have to do? Like I said, is that a reeking? Jason, you get a Silkwood scrub look, down look, before I you go home? Look, I to do this How podcast do because I thought I was going to get some media love. You're going to get it. Don't some, worry. Oh, oh wow. We wait got, we till got they, you got time. Okay, so wait till they start really loving you. My favorite time here at the comedy store, one of my absolute favorite was when we used to mess around in the kitchen. Literally, like, it would... Gary Valentine, Jimmy Schubert, and Carl LeBeau would come in and pretend to be waitresses and just, <laughs> he'd slam a tray down and I need a 
penis colossus. Colossus. I need a small hairless uh, boy. A cup of goat's milk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and then he'd yell out, I'm dropping eggs like crazy, like just stupid shit. And then Gary Valentine would take all the LA weeklies and he'd come through uh, the yeah. swing doors, yeah, remember? Goes, How, How many? many? Party, 6,000? Right this way. Arafat and he'd drop party all 6, the... That's right, he would come in. Arafat, party of 6,000? Yeah, Arafat, party 6,000? Like, you know, <laughs> but I mean, there was just like... And we'd be trying to put fucking drinks on the train. These idiots were doing scenes. Uh, no, we were just Carl LeBeau, <laughs> remember Carl would do the waitress that would just put her head in her hands and oh, look yeah. at you? Oh, uh, yeah, he would just call oh. uh, I mean, it was fun. It was, it, was just, it was just different. I mean, there was a lot of camaraderie and... I think the difference is now. It was like a circus in the back. Like people would be like, "It's too loud back here. You can hear it in the showroom." I'm like, "Well, they got to step up their game." Yeah, Yeah. but it was. But it (laughs) was. They should be funnier. Yeah, it was. It was also a lot of fun, and it was kind of. You know, I was lucky enough to to go out and and do some theater shows with Sam Kinison, and you you know, you're out there touring the country in a bus. Yeah, and you're opening for Sam, and I was really like the neophyte of the group. I mean, it was with Alan Stevens. It was on your podcast, Mitch Walters and Carl LeBeau. Carl was on too, and, and Sam. And, you know, four of the funniest guys that I knew in my life at the time. I mean, four of the funniest professional guys. I mean, and all characters. I mean, Alan, uh, you know, Mitch Walters was a, uh, you know, a grifter, like a real life grifter. I mean, the guy was a card mechanic and played cards for money and, wow. you know, hustled people. But he was also a really great joke writer. And Carl LeBeau, who was just absolutely physically one of the most brilliant comedians Jeez. I've ever seen, even to this day. Yeah, yeah I he's know great. nobody. And of course, uh, Sam Kinison, who was no fucking slouch either. But then, you know, you got to <laughs> right? fit into that group of guys. And so for me, I was like getting the education of a lifetime. Hell and I, yeah. I played the Spectrum in Philadelphia. My grandmother came to the show and people wow. were worried about it because Sam Kennis is coming. My grandma, go, you people, I've seen it all. I've done it all. <laughs> and so she came and saw the show. But I mean, you know, I like cool moment. I mean, you know, you dream about it. I remember as a kid, I used to dream about traveling the country in like a tour bus. Yeah. And like, you know, and doing it with Sam. I mean, you'd stop at Steak and Shakes, stop at video yeah. stores, you'd pick up 15 videotapes and you'd watch watch like movies all night and she drove like eight oh hours, wow and you get to the hotel and and at this time i had graduated and so i didn't have to take care of the luggage but you your bus would pull up oh you i see what you mean and yeah, so yeah. i would jump in the limo when we go do radio <gasps> but you know then i got introduced to bob and tom that way and johnny dare and, and johnny and, dare yeah johnny city's dare. finest Uh-oh. yeah yeah but i mean but i but you get well what i'm saying is you developed a relationship with these guys that has still gone on to this day yeah, yeah, i still sure. do you know a lot of those radio shows that I've done, you know, Brother Weeze in Rochester or this one, and and so you Johnny know, Dare still in Kansas City? Yeah, he still is, and, and and doing well. But I but I mean, it's like if you you I think you know the thing that people forget because this business is kind of weird. It's still all based on you know personal relationships, right? Because you'll have club but, owners that book clubs that that, that that you're their favorite or you're not their favorite. But some guys will, will, will still bring you in because you do a great job. I mean, I I think you know it's it's still you have to still be. Um, still relationships absolutely and you but you kept those and I mean, after Sam passed, that's got to be hard because you're going from all these theaters to now. Well, you, yeah, you know what the funny thing was? It was yourself. it was because you had to go against. You had to go against like people would say, "Oh, you know, he's, oh, he was one of those guys that tore with Kinnison. He's a drug addict, and he's this, and he's that." And you would get all these all that stuff with transfer. So some of it was good, some of it was bad. You you really had to like go you know go the extra mile to realize like that was then. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't do that stuff now. I mean, I, I certainly. 
you know, haven't in a long time. It's just because I started taking it seriously. I mean, you know, at some point, this became a real job where you had to, like, get up and tend to your social media. I mean, even even the stuff doing podcasts and stuff. I mean, you ha you have to get up every day. You have to actively think about it and have a strategy about it. I was talking with my wonderful girlfriend. And Who's absolutely beautiful, by the yeah. way. Yeah, she I is. Love, she's yeah. fantastic. But she's also, I mean, truly one of the sweetest, kindest people Aww, I've ever you've met. You've said that. I love hearing that. Yeah, she really is. And she's, uh, she just, I, I mean, but she also looks after me. And she, we had a nice long discussion about social media and that you need a strategy. And you can't just be go posting stuff up willy-nilly and doing this or doing that. You really need to have an idea of, of what you're trying it's to do. It's not easy. There is a science to it, well, but you I don't know. know. And plus, we haven't had to do this before. Right. So a lot of people are in flux with, like, what do I do? How do I present? Is it okay? Like yeah. our, our friend uh, PJ. Uh, you know, uh oh, uh, Stanbury. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay. right, that's like, perfect. We already got in trouble for this. So he, what he, about him? He threatened to punch our faces in for telling a story about him. <laughs> no, but what, I, what I'm saying. I think is, it was Smash, but oh okay. yeah, that's right. Okay. Smash but, 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 but no, but what I'm saying is, I'm saying it's I mean, I see class. some of his online media posts. Yeah, I go, bro, you realize you're a show business man. Nah. Yeah, I mean, you want to get to the next level. I mean, I, I, look, and I, I look, and I like PJ. I yeah, mean, we he, love him. It's just these nutty butters. Yeah, he, he nutty butters. You know what I mean? Or the guy's got the kind of charm you can wipe off with a damn cloth. <laughs> if you want to hit on me, PJ, it's that Jimmy Schumer there. So, no, I'm kidding. Asshole. But, yeah, no, we no, all I'm sound kidding. the same. <laughs> but I, but I'm, saying, I'm saying we're in flux. Nobody knows what the fuck they're really doing until you until you figure it out. I mean, yeah. you're trying yeah. to be funny. You're trying to be what's uh, what's acceptable. And, like, I was really proud of myself this season because I didn't post one fucking political post on same. Facebook. Not same. one. Not one. And I was like, you know, and I got rid of my cable box. I don't have television. I don't oh, Oh my God, it. that's the new thing. That's what uh, yeah, everybody's cut saying. Cut the umbilical cord. Why do you think they call programming? I will follow you with a yeah, mindless right? reverence. I mean, <laughs> my so niece, I don't, I don't, I don't do it anymore. My niece is like, Anna, a cable box is like antennas. Honestly, you don't need that. Yeah. I was like, what? What happened? But yeah, no, she's right. She's like, it's it's oversaturated. What they're saying is all the news, all the media. Anything you need it's is all, online. Yeah, but they they all mix it and they mash it and they it's all about ratings. They don't give yep. a shit about giving you real information and. The, the political thing I saw so many horrible fights people cutting people off people fighting with their parents their I mean, brothers and you know sisters. what the thing is here's I the thing I fight with my brothers but you know, you, privately look you're not gonna change anybody's yes. fucking mind on social and it's okay. media and you know what the funny thing is like it's like you know Facebook is different like you could post something on Twitter and, and like some people may retweet it or like it but nobody's gonna get in a fight with you over it I mean it's just a yeah. different thing Facebook it's, is set you, up for it you know Facebook is set up for it and, and I just don't it's like, hey, just relax. It's a democracy. Look, you know, if anybody wants to be pissed off, and you want to be pissed off at the election of fucking Trump, uh, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to be that horrible. This country is bigger than well, any one person. I'm it didn't kidding. crumble under Obama. <laughs> it's not going to crumble under fucking Trump. Well, yeah. Look, and if you want to be fucking pissed at somebody, <laughs> be pissed at the fucking media. Be pissed at the media because they were the ones going, it's real close. It's real close. Yeah. And so people go, that's close. She's got him beat. In the meantime, he was fucking crushing her. They sampled the same people over and over and over again. And what the fuck did she offer? She offered no real palpable change. So is this hey, like, we're going to go on for another four years and carry fucking Obama's fucking... Is this fucking like posting political stuff right now? He's getting no, it out now. No, I'm getting <laughs> it out now. Election's over, so... Building up. That's just bullshit. That's right. I was on Facebook. Trump, Trump, Trump. Calm down, <laughs> no, bitch. No, no people Sorry, hate no. me now. I was, on, uh, I was on Facebook doing the opposite. I was just starting fights regardless of what on their per, opinion purpose. was. Yeah, like just for it was fun. Like, if I saw someone posting something pro-Hillary, I'd get on back. I mean, 
you know, one, she's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's all yeah, bullshit. Let's, let's not forget, like, you know, like, you know, it's funny because my Just girlfriend. Just devil's advocate. You know, you know, it's funny, my girlfriend will not buy Dolce Gabbana products because those guys are, they don't pay their taxes. Oh, I thought you were going to say because she can't afford it. Me no, no, either. no, Same. no, to blame me. I, I've seen her drop 1500 wow. on shoes. Someone, Holy shit. Yeah, I've like, seen her drop 1500 on two pairs of shoes. Jesus. So she can afford it. But here's the funny thing, but she will not support them because they're a criminal enterprise. And that's, I started to think about that and that started to rub off on me and the more I, I, I wrap my mind around and read about the Clintons but then I just, they voted for Trump and he doesn't no, no, I taxes didn't, I didn't, you know the thing is I, look just saying I, look you got look you know what it was <laughs> that the fact that either one that people could get excited about either one of these fucking candidates was I, the most ridiculous I thing yeah. I, I just wanted to mush them together and make one person and call it clump <laughs> You know what, a comb over coming at you on a set of cankles in a Kim Jong-un fucking pantsuit, just a yep. narcissistic pile of genetic debris having coughing fits and not releasing its taxes. <laughs> Would you be my campaign manager if I run? I'm just yeah. saying, I want to. No, but I, I'm just saying, but it's like, it's like, it's like so ridiculous. Like, go out and, you want to make a difference? Go out and feed hungry people. Go take care of some old people and bring them food that can't fucking eat. You well, I don't, don't want to make that big of a difference. Yeah, no, hey, no, Jimmy. Look, I don't want to fuck. I look, I don't want to interfere with your hashtag I, activism. I don't want to hey, you touch hashtag him. that up, boy. You really put yourself out there by hashtagging it. Why do you get involved? Hashtag not my president. <laughs> hashtag hashtag not my president. I got news for you, bitch. It's your president and all these fucking celebrities that we're leaving. Let's go. Pack up the bags. You know yep. what? They we all did. they all renege. Like, yeah, where are you gonna go? Yeah, they, Canada. They, it's the best. We did. The that. only one who ever went to Canada was uh, Randy. Uh, oh, somebody actually. Did? No, he's no, back no. Now. He had to because he was uh, had warrants out for his arrest. Oh, okay. yeah. oh Randy Quaid. Randy yeah, Quaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lost the heat. Talk about a he's, guy who lost oh, a few. God, love him. He like, lost a few tiles on the re-entry. I feel yeah. like yeah. they showed him some shit that we don't know about because he went cuckoo for cocoa. Yeah, puffs. he made he after he, Independence Day. Yeah, he was like, now that he loses mind. His wife lost her mind. And his wife made Shelley Duvall look like Barbara Bush. Oh, look who's who's hot topics today. One of the trending. One of the check your social media bitches. One of the best. Uh, references that I, I heard Randy Quaid make was when when he went up there. He said, "There's a uh, celebrity hit squad that's going around killing celebrities, and they killed Heath yes. Ledger, and I'm next." Yeah, just that he put himself <laughs> next, yeah, to, next Heath to Heath Ledger. Ledger. It's like they were obviously yeah. they're killing all the heart heartthrobs. Yeah, and yeah Randy obviously Quaid they're is killing next. really talented. <laughs> Randy's right at that list. Yeah. right at the top of that. Just list. as like you know, who the we, Australian Joker who. We got Cousin Eddie next. Perfect. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I got to be part of the End of the World podcast, oh, yeah. which I was completely out of my league, but I had a blast doing it. Yeah. It, uh, like it, was like, fun. it was so much testosterone and anger and fun on that stage, a lot of rage. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Bill Burr was drinking, so he was ranty yeah. and he was terrific. He was on fire. Yeah. Well, and then Rogan he, was on fire was as well. But it, like, you know, when he just goes off, like you you yeah. say one word and he just... Yeah, and go, it and takes it was word great. association. And Stan Hope, yes. and Stan Stan Hope was great. But they, Selling Buicks Stan in that Hope outfit he wears. Unbelievably funny on this thing. I mean, just so yeah. silly. But then they were I know, like, and then there was Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer. And, I mean, it was like it was like a. It was, but he always comes out and takes off his shirt. Dude, it's hilarious. Yeah, he was trying to go for. He was trying to get a Hashtag speedo. Burt is fat. Burt. Yeah, but he, was fat. he was trying to get the speedo endorsement when they dropped Ryan Lockie because yeah. he said he got robbed by some Brazilian God people. Damn, yeah. but it was fucking hilarious, man. But my favorite thing. Was that all that money they were donating? Donating it to charity. That's why they Disgusting. did it. Well, good, but I thought right? that was awesome. But wait a minute. Yes, this was people. the charity they came up with. They were because Stan hopes the best. He's like, let's just donate it to the. 
people who the celebrities who said they were going to leave. Let's fund their campaign and yes, get them out of the country. Oh, that's fucking and I was great. like, <laughs> I mean, who, who literally. Urkel, who's on the list? Who are we sending to Canada? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, well, first off, I, I just think I mean, it's I mean, arrogant. I Bill Burgos on uh, Bill Burgos. Yeah, he was saying Conan. how arrogant it is. And it was just it how is. arrogant that people like, oh, well, you got so much political crap. Really? You're going to leave? What a, well, I was going to vote for, for Trump, but then I heard Cher would have been leaving, so I didn't do it. What but I mean, I just think it's hilarious. He was like, I... We didn't even know you were still here. <laughs> so yeah, great. I mean, it's like yeah, these people are acting like they're out in the community. Whatever. I mean, you, why wouldn't you stay here and fight or whatever? Do something like you, you just said. Stay Go here feed the homeless. And keep Go living the- your life. Yeah, like, who cares? Most of our lives yeah. will never be impacted by anything, any uh, politics. Yeah, well, you know what the funny mine. thing is? You know what the funny thing is? Because mine, mine you say that, <laughs> you say that, and people run around and act like that. Like half these, like, you know, the people up in Portland, Oregon, and half of them didn't vote. Yeah. I'm going, you know, look, kids, you missed it. Again, you've been out. You got out fucking Fox by the older generation because they went into the voting yeah. booth and they outvoted you, and that's why Trump won. And not that you. And now you're going to go out and do a million dollars worth of damage to your own communities. Yeah. And actually, it wasn't even their own communities. Eighty percent of the people that got locked up had driver's license from out of state, which oh, means they were Jesus. paid protesters put on by George Soros, who was pay, paying Scary. these people and funding these people to like create anarchy. And and, and I got to tell you, I don't think. Look, now that's it, something I can get behind. Now that's <laughs> something. Where's my lighter fluid? You know, I, I think I, it was crazy to me how many people, especially living out here, uh, were just so positive she was going to win, and it's like they have just no perception of the fact that most of this country is not Los Angeles. Well, or you New know, York. here's the other thing too, and they talk about the electric college. But look, I was out there touring. And I was out there talking to people, and I was talking, yeah. and I'm taking Ubers and stuff like that. And I'm talking to women, yeah, I'm talking to African American, I'm talking to Latinos, and I, I mean a majority of them were saying Trump. Trying to go, wow. I go, and I'm listening to these polls, going, this cannot be so right. weird. I and I yeah. even said this, and I had a friend of mine go two weeks before the election. I said, I got news for you. I said, I think Trump's going to beat her in a fucking landslide. And I said, people are going to go, what? And it's just. But he did lose the popular vote. No, he didn't lose the popular vote. That's just a fucking argument they like to come up with. By the time all the votes were tallied, she was like 800,000 votes behind him in the popular vote. Plus, there was like 30 million. There was like 3 million. I think she actually won by the popular vote, she won by like a million and a half. Not true. How is that not, not true? Not, it's not but true. The, that's because, why I don't because understand Because, Eleanor, there's fucking people out Wait there putting out minute. phony fucking news stories, and then people share them on Facebook, and there's no basis of fact, and you check it on fact.com or Snopes.com. Are you saying my you, buddy Rocco, who posted that Yeah, Rocco's <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Rocco? I don't know why I picked on Rocco. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, these no, but people- I thought, I'm sorry, I, I mean, thought I, I saw checked that. PJ's <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I checked PJ's page. I really thought I saw that. Am I wrong? No, she got fucking murdered. By the Murder. by the main state, like the no, electoral. By the electoral college and the popular vote, she got fucking killed. The fact is, if you wanted to read some real fun, who yeah, you fucking where do I? Read, read, were you watching a lot of CNN? No, I know I hate CNN. Yeah, I, I don't. You and everybody fucking else. I, I thought CNN is the other Comedy Central. It's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it funny that people watch comedy channels for the news the and best. watch news channels for the comedy? Yes, so good. It's all I great. Just, if I'm watching CNN, I just that want was a that. Trevor 
for Noah plug. I just want I like that uh, Richard Quest guy to come out and give me advice about airplanes in Malaysia. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. That's the guy. He's the English guy. Like, the, the airplane from what we're predicting was up in the sky and it was flying and then the next thing you know it nosedove and it's somewhere in the bottom of the ocean. And you're like, what? Okay. Yeah, but doesn't that sound great? Though? It's don't a you, simulation. Don't, don't, don't you like getting your fucking the most horrible news from fucking English people? It yeah, sounds uh, great. Uh, an exciting. Damn it, super sorted <laughs> and all that. And I take a butcher's and the guy jumps over to smother us. Millions of fucking people have been murdered <laughs> with an murdered. explosive device. How did you murdered. say? Murdered. What? Murdered. It's murder. It's How pretty. did they murder I'm Jack Klugman. It was murder. I tell you, it was murder. Jack Klugman. More Philadelphia. Philly. Philly. <laughs> Do Sorry, Ricky. Guys, throw some <laughs> snowballs at Santa Claus. Hey, you? you know what, bro? Santa <laughs> Claus. I'm sick and tired of hearing this shit. Santa Claus. He's only Santa, no, he's only Santa Claus one day of the year. <laughs> All right, that day he was just a fat guy in a red suit room yeah, for the wrong that. team. Yeah, that's right. December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-eight. I did not. You don't know come that. out. You don't come out that early. Listen, man. you don't, don't show up in a costume. Shit. You don't show up in a costume. You fucking have a cheesesteak and fit in like everybody else. <laughs> Get it, with Wiz, and or it, move I, out. You never had a cheesesteak fucking kill yourself right now. <laughs> I didn't know. It's fucking, it's fantastic. I, I don't like it's onions. It's a little thinly sliced. Uh, you don't sliced. need onions. I don't no, need no, onions. No, but you don't have to get it with onions. It's a real thinly sliced cut. I get it, with Wiz and American. Yeah, here's what you I'm do. Sick. They take this prime rib, this rib, and they cut it very thin. Do it with an English accent they, so I can touch myself. They take myself. a little bit of this meat, a little prime rib, and they cut it's a rib eye. And they cut it very thin. <laughs> and then they cover it with the worst artery-clogging cheese compound they can find. It's highbrow and lowbrow in your mouth. It's, mm. it's like it's you get a little revolution, like a French revolution, going mm. covered with the, the best of the worst and the worst of the best, and it's fantastic. High society and the peasants all coming together in one yeah, delicious so it's taste. Like a, it's like the French guillotine. Ooh. Except the only one coming for you is That's your heart if you have more than one of those a month. <laughs> I know I'm going home and I can't wait. I'm yeah. sure I'll have a few. It's the first stop. I get in. I go. Let's go. Cheese steak. Where do you go? Oh, Steve, you're Steve Prince of Steaks. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because he's got near he, you in yeah, Northeast uh, Philly. Man, why would I stop down at that, that fucking toilet down there in South Philadelphia? That's my you know hood, me, and my, me, me and my it's girl, me and my girl me and my girl were in Philly. We went to see the Rocky statue. Which, by the way, the Rocky statue has 76 Yelp reviews. Go fuck yourself, people. Please. It's a statue. All right, that's number one. So we, go, so we go to the art museum, and then we went down to South Street. Did right you by, run up the steps? Yeah, we didn't run up the steps. It was raining, but the, the, <laughs> the, the museum was closed. Weather we had to walk completely around all the outside. All these years, I never knew they had beautiful pictures in uh, here. Yeah, no, all these years, him. I just thought it was somewhere you go for the, the Rocky statue. But uh, then, we go down on the, then we go down on the 9th Street down there. Sure. That's where we get our turkeys. Yeah, well, we went down there and tried to get a fucking couple of uh, cannolis. Why'd you go there? Uh, well, yeah, that's, yeah. There was a couple. Well, there was one yeah. place we found, but the, you know, but they had these like you know Mexicans down there. It's South Philadelphia. Hey, Hey, oh, not a lot. Well, I'm just telling you, it's not the same South Philadelphia I remember. That's all I'm saying. No, so uh, you guys back have to Mexicans immigration. in Philly. Uh, no, so we yeah. went down there. We went, we got a hold of not some Trump, 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 Trump. Trump. Oh. No. Okay, easy, settle down, no. kids. But back to uh, no, seriously, the um, it has changed. Ninth Street has changed completely. But I think that was since uh, I've never been to Philly. So oh my God, Ninth Street used to be my favorite when I was a kid. But it was all Italian. It was bakeries. Get, it was yeah. you, my mom gets they a fresh turkey. They kept Catholic at least. Yeah, my my sister in law last year she got a turkey or two years ago she got a turkey. She went. My mom told her where to go. Yeah. She went to get it. She goes, oh my god, it's got a head on it. 
Yeah. Because they to, I used, yeah. It's so funny. It's I used to take the elevated train down. To, I'm like, where'd down, you get down, this? Down to uh, 9th Street there where they had the Italian market. I used to go down there with my Did grandma. Did you say elevated train? Was that? Yeah, it's like you take the elevated train. It goes actually, it becomes a subway down there, down around Spring Avenue, Spring Garden oh, Street. Oh, the it L. It goes under, yes, yeah, so we take the L down. Sorry for elevated me. Sorry, train. sorry, I'm all, uh, sorry for he me. Was, for, yeah, it was because he was speaking full words so that the people who don't have those in their community know. So, what he was so we go down about. there and we would walk down the street. You would have ducks down there and fish with the heads on and like yeah. live animals that were just Freaks me shaved out. and plunged. She would just grab them, toss them. About. My grandmother would like make the, that it stuff. It was crazy, right? I mean, yeah. different generation. But, but yeah, but that was that was a generational thing. But here's the thing: and is your grandma people, an immigrant? Or? No, no, she was like you know second, third generation. Okay, but she came here. But she, uh, the funny thing was is that she would go down there and get her stuff and come back and cook it but um you know back when angelo bruno ran the mob the gentleman don the thing was that you can go down to south philadelphia and nobody would mess with your grandmother nobody would even try to do it because they would kill you right they would you You respect your elders no well there was a point at this country where where the mob was like you know if you got involved with them to do business then you would have problems but 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 actually, the neighborhoods were much safer when the mob ran it. It's like, you know, then... I'll tell you. Believe me, I was like, I was like Vegas. I'd take Vegas uh, being run by the mob to corporate America any day of the fucking week. When did, I agree. When did Vegas become fun for the whole family? I mean, you know it's what I mean? It's like at the end of Casino when they say it's like Disneyland, because that's what it feels like. It's like yeah. Disneyland. It's, well, yeah, but I know they're giving me There's still some cool stuff up there, but still, it's like, it's just, like, there's some things, like, Vegas is for adults, you know? I don't need to see you walking out, out over the bridge with your kid in the stroller at 3 a.m. You got a 55-gallon drink with nine straws coming out of it on a hand truck. <laughs> you got the fucking baby stroller in one hand. You got the hand truck in the other, and you're wheeling and drinking. Kids asleep. She's fine. And, and the kid doesn't even realize you're spending his fucking yeah. college fucking tuition in the fucking nickel slots gambled his I was life up away. a dollar and then I put it all back in <laughs> you know, it's, it's the worst but in South Philly now I love um, like people are like oh the mob's dead and it is technically uh, but there's this I'll just call them a group of people that I know uh, they're associates that, kind of that are buying up houses and trying to make it back the way it was Trying to make America great again is what kind you're talking of. about. Well, but it's just like I, it's just like you sell it to people that are hard workers because that's what we were. That's what Philly is. That's a blue, blue collar. collar right. See, because here's here's the thing, and here's what I know, and this is what people don't get about Trump. There's a lot of kids in my neighborhood I grew up with. They just want to work. They yeah. just want to be able to feed their families and pay their mortgages. Yeah, and they just want to work. Yeah. So what happens is they get laid off. They get replaced. The plant moves to Mexico for the cheap labor. And here's a guy trying to get a job. He can't get a job. He's sitting on the couch. He's out there. He's shut down, shut down. Now he starts to drink. Now he starts to drink. Now the wife and the husband are fighting. And now you know there's a divorce. And the guy just wanted to work and take care of his family. And he can't do that. So I think that's what the anger was that Trump was tapping into. And it was very real in this country. Yeah. Because yeah. I traveled and I saw it. And I saw it's how happening people to my up. brother Jimmy. It's, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's yeah. like, you know, and I, I mean, Trump's not even like, like in pre, and the dollars on the rebound. I mean, things that the Ford decided they're going to keep the plants here. They're not moving to Mexico or actually open them in, in Indianapolis. They're actually going to do yeah. some things. So it's like, yeah, you know. They just you, don't want to pay the right way because in Mexico they well, can pay. Well, yeah, a but you know, the thing it, is, if, it's, yeah, but if they hit you with tariffs coming in, then what's the fucking point of even going over there? Because it's going to cost you more money to ship it back, ship it back over, right. and then you got to pay the tariffs. Why 
want to just keep so the jobs not? here. Yeah, I agree. A you know, and, and, and the thing is, is like, you know, here's the problem: is that the government has not been looking out for. They represent corporations now. They don't represent American people. And it was time for them to start. Yeah, they, it's a government by the people for the people. And I, I just think the, the 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 political ruling class in this country, you know, and you could see it because the the Republicans hated Trump, the Democrats hated Trump. There's a lot of people against Trump. It was like Donald Trump versus the world, the media, the intelligence. But Donald Trump is very much for Donald Trump. And, and he's also have now he's yeah, yeah. But you also have to say what the fuck is his motivation? He, he, I mean, he's got a fucking plane. He flies around. He's got a private helicopter. His fucking apartments so in gold. What I is mean, his motivation? What, what is motivation other than? I mean, the guy has ten billion dollars. He doesn't need the money. Is he going to fix Atlantic City? He's a he's a power <laughs> fiend. I think he was like, I want to yeah. be the most powerful guy in the world. I actually don't think he thought he was going to win. I thought he was just I doing think he was shocked. I think he, yeah. he shows up at the fucking White House looking like a guy who said he could do forty five, and he's only got ten minutes. <laughs> I saw that meme. I love yeah, that because yeah, so, you know, it was like, so stupid. I was I mean, like, but, yes, but, but it's that's true. Perfect. But but you know what? Uh, I'll give him a chance. I gave Barack Obama a chance. Well, we the first have to time. give him a chance. We don't have a choice. Yeah, but still, you, you know what? But yeah, but like, hey. And I get it. I'm, I, I mean, I'm a fair loser. But, I mean, I'm not. But, yeah, I'm not but a you sword. have to understand something. The American dream has been under assault for the last thirty years. There's that is a, true. There's been Republicans in charge, Democrats in charge, Republicans. In charge. When Barack Obama first got in, he had Democratic House, Democratic Senate. Could have done anything he fucking wanted, and he didn't do anything. You know, they they passed fucking Obamacare like a thief in the night. Nobody fucking read it. I mean. It's like, Which was why don't you represent idea. the American people for once in your fucking life? Uh, well, and- I think the problem with that, though, is that he, you know, he was all about, you know, I'm the only one who's not bought. I'm not the only one that doesn't have this and that. And he's already just appointed a bunch Trump. of yeah, yeah Trump. Uh, he's already appointed a bunch of lobbyists. Yeah, oh, well, right, no, right, no, right. no, no, it's not fucking true. Stop fucking reading. It's true, it. man. It's, no, it's true. Said, what do you mean no, reading it? I read a story. Says there's no going to be. There's going to be no fucking lobbyists. They already it's, banned them from the campaign. But, but, but he, he already, he already did. Them. Like the, who did he point? The Bannon guy. The he's uh, not a lobbyist. Not a lobbyist. No, 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 no. He's I, not a lobbyist. The wrong guy. Hold on the, a second. Fucking what the fuck, Eleanor? Oh, where he calm He's down. talking shit. You're talking about two he, sides. You fucking. He, he did today. He, yeah, he. There um, was somebody, Jimmy. I'm just not getting. Well, you got He's got to fill. He's got to fill four thousand jobs by the time January comes around. All right. You know, he's and he's trying. He's trying to catch up. He's got time. Yeah, he's got time. The transition team, right? Give him a break. It's the, right? uh, the, ener- the, the energy guy is who he, he That's the one that nominated. I'm... He's he's been a uh, lobbyist for what the, the oil and uh, yeah. Well, what's going to happen is what's going to happen is is that you know eventually you know Trump's going to like you know the first everybody's under review after the first thirty days they're going to come in. He goes, "You're fired. You're being replaced by <laughs> Honey Boo Boo's mom." I hope he you're fired. <laughs> the Kardashian sisters are on my cabinet, oh, yeah. and we just turn America he was into a giant reality show. Kanye today, finally. Oh Finally. boy, he's a kook if he. Uh, but no, I, I, I like, hey, I gotta give him a chance. I'm gonna give him a chance. So, uh, you know, I gotta check in with my girlfriend right now. I'm not. So, tell her we said hello. I'm not gonna give him a chance, guys. Hashtag not do? my president. Ha- hashtag not my problem. <laughs> I am going to start my own country. I'm so proud of right you. Right up in Sherman Oaks. Wow. And, How you uh, I haven't figured out the details yet, but I okay. think being a good politician is not having a plan and just kind of figuring it out. I'm going to crowd work my way into a new country. There you go. Well, I, I you would know, appoint that's, Schubert that's Trump something. Yeah. That's, that's what Trump Let's did. appoint but Schubert you know, something, though. Get, bro, well, you got to be honest. Like, after the last fucking eight years... I mean, I think people were just re- look. That's what we do in this country. You have a Democrat for eight years. You have a Republican for four years. It riles up the, the Republican. There's always change. And it, goes back and, and forth, and it goes, yeah. goes back and forth, and, it, and, and somehow it keeps the it keeps the the, the power. 
uh, ba- it keeps it balanced a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, look, they got nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, if they, if they, I mean, if you, Bernie Sanders actually had some fucking passion on the left, and the people were showing up for him, and but that the Democratic National Com- Committee wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't help him out because he's a socialist. He's not a Democrat. Yeah. He's a socialist. So they fucked him. Yeah. And I think his a lot of his supporters became disenfranchised and were like never Hillary people. So they got nobody to blame but themselves. Uh, yeah. As long as I, Ted Cruz isn't in charge, it can. Oh no, I he's going to be, be okay. You're going to make him. Put him on the Supreme Court. Oh, horrifying. Horrifying. Supreme Court. Well, let's have go. Pence. Let's just keep Pence. Oh, please. That Don't fucking, even get into that. Who was the guy from fucking uh, Johnny Quest? The dad. He's got the Johnny Quest dad hairdo. Yeah. What's Johnny Quest? Johnny, What's that? Why let's is that familiar? That was a cartoon. And then Ted Cruz, of course, he'll eventually just grow in being Grandpa Munster and everything's going to be You got to get fine. on stage here, my friend. Yeah, I know. Do you yeah. have any uh, advice to give to Yeah, uh, follow let's Jimmy Schubert on... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not advice, cocksucker. Advice. Advice on what? For comics. Young comics. Yeah, Aside be, from be don't a, tweet about political... Be a professional, okay? Be a professional. Make people laugh. Nobody gives a fuck about you jumping up on a soapbox. Just make people fucking laugh, okay? Write and perform every chance you get and work your ass off because the guy who wants it most fucking wins. Don't fucking let people run through your bubble garden with a pin. Keep working on your dream. Work your ass off. The guy who wants it most wins. And quit being a pussy. No more snowflakes. I love you. That's it. That's my fucking Uh, advice. What are you on Twitter? That's at Jimmy Schubert. uh, Jimmy Schubert comedian fan page and uh, Instagram Jimmy Schubert. You know, Beautiful. Follow him. Go see him. Also, yeah, he's going to be at the punchline, and I'm very jealous about this New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, I had I know, but they already put together a bunch of local comedians. So I tried no, no, no. Him. But I'm proud of. I'm excited. So pr- okay. plug that, or yeah. I don't. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to be at the New Year's Eve at the Philly punchline. So you want to come and see the show? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Rick Ingram. <laughs> I'm Eleanor Carrigan. Thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy. Schubert. <laughs> Bye. Piece of shit. <laughs>